Yo, what up? You are now listening to a brand new episode of Behind the Baller Podcast. My name is Ben Baller, not Ben Humble. Yes, I'm back on my bullshit. I'm still the Korean John Cusack, an old boy put into one washed up man. Listen, man, put some motherfucking respect on my name. I'm talking about the OG Korean Odessu, all right? The real old boy. Not that Spike Lee trash ass remake. Ladies and gents, we got a great show today. Um, I got a real true hustler from Philly who goes by the name Omi the Hellcat. He's a fucking beast. And uh, he tells some stories, some crazy shit. Stories he's never told on the internet before. I'm going to chill on the COVID-19 talk because there's a curve. Is that curve going down though? (laughs) I'm fucking with you guys. Look, man, check it out. I was low-key jealous to see my boy KP, who lives in Hong Kong. He posted a video of him walking through the streets of Kowloon, right? And people are out and about walking around, right? And we're fucking sitting here quarantined. 90% of the, of the people on the street were masked up. But he told me that, you know, karaoke bars and nightclubs, uh, regular bars, some other shit ain't open. But I mean, look, they're back in, back to work. They're back cracking, right? There's motherfuckers on the street looking like it was, it didn't look like, you know, a typical Hong Kong day where it's crazy, but I mean, it was, you know, I miss Hong Kong, by the way. Um, but listen, Hong Kong held it down, okay? They locked their borders for real. Not this little fake-ass essential, This they, they locked their shit, all right? No planes going in, like, fuck this, you can't come inside, all right? Nobody's going in, nobody's going out. If you are a real Hong Kong resident and you want to come back in, you need to take a mandatory minimum 14-day quarantine in a state facility. If you do not live in Hong Kong, you're still on some tourist shit, they ain't letting you in, all right? And they got their numbers down really low. Their curve is, they hit the curve hard. This shit is low. We're behind them by a bit, all right? And you know what? They didn't get started super early. You know, I mean, I know they're right next to China, but still. Um, another country that did that is New Zealand. New Zealand did the same thing. They, they did a true lockdown. No planes flying in, and they wasn't fucking around. They wasn't playing that bullshit that we played over here. They got like 29 fucking infections over there, all right? Meanwhile, I, I don't want to say our numbers because, you know, how I felt about China, I'm starting to feel like our numbers are, are hella off too here in the USA. We ain't even testing like a lot of folks in LA County, you know, really, but you know, I think a lot of folks are staying at home, too, so that's one reason. But still, man, a shit ton of people are in the streets. Way too many people are in the streets. So um, we'll see, man. I don't know. I think we got a good chance to go back to work by June or July. Now, check this out. When I say that, I'm not saying that shit is, you know, shit is sweet again, right? Motherfuckers can't just sit down at a restaurant and things. There's going to be a lot of, you know, precautionary things that we had to do but I think that you can go and buy some shit. I think it'd be, it's going to be interesting, right? But uh, will life be back to normal by then? No, not a fucking chance. I don't think we'll actually get sports for a long time, you know? Um, no concerts, that's for sure. That that postponed, um, how Coachella was postponed, yeah, that shit's canceled. That shit ain't coming back, man. Movie theaters are claiming bankruptcy, and that fucking sucks because... I can't imagine my kids being teenagers growing up later and not having a movie theater, like a girl to take a girl to movies, you know, for a date. That's like, that's fucking classic, man. 
I think social distancing will be the new norm, right? Which brings me to this. What the fuck do people who want to get laid do? Like, there's some horny motherfuckers out there, right? Girls put, you know, posting thirst traps on, on Instagram and whatever. Like, I mean, look, I got some home COVID-19 tests coming. And these are like the, the quick result ones, right? I don't know if they're 10 minutes something, but they're quick, right? And I know there's motherfuckers out there that can't wait to get their smash on. But like, you know, you got a 23-year-old bad bitch, young, right? You got a hustler out there who's ready to fucking spend and whatever. Both been quarantined. You know, they both ain't got no, they ain't worried, got no shit to worry about. I mean, and they want to get it in. I guess, I mean, I guess they could look at, man, if they didn't have the COVID tests, I mean, I guess they could fuck with a condom, right? They, it can't be test, uh, passed through sex. Um, they could do oral sex. Uh, you just can't eat no ass and you can't kiss. So I don't know about y'all, but Kissing's what bring the passion into into sex. <laughs> Anyways, man, I don't know. I just was was thinking about that shit. Yeah, it's just it's gonna be a minute before shit gets back to normal. Um, um, but I do think that we may fuck around and be at you know in the streets, and and it, it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting. It's gonna be real weird how we do this. But the social distancing, the other things, until we get a vaccine, it's gonna it's gonna take a while. We we gonna be living um, this kind of awkward life for you know possibly a couple years right but anyways uh happy Passa to my jewish family and my jewish friends um that's happy passover in hebrew i don't know how the hell seder dinners are happening and uh how, how they happened last night and, and going on to, to, for this passover but fuck it you know um the other night on my instagram live i was rocking a jewish tribute dodgers hat that i got on jewish appreciation night at dodger stadium um, yeah, that was not a custom made hat, you fucks. That was an official new era with the Israeli flag on it. And I was getting messages and comments on my fucking Instagram live and DMs from Middle Easterners who were talking shit like, yo, man, why are you wearing that hat? You know, fucking disrespectful this is. Why this hat? Why that? Listen, you stupid fucks. I have actual Jewish family. Yes. Like my actual blood family. Relax and shut the fuck up. Um, back to Passover and uh, family and Jewish people all over the world. I guess everyone is just dealing with uh, their Passover dinners and everything and the situation in a, in a, in a totally new way. Because we're living in history right now. With all this shit that's happening, this is fucking history, period. And then exactly the history I want to be a part of, but it's what can we do? We, we ain't got no choice. I can't wait to get back. To normal, I can't wait to get on a fucking plane and just be the fuck out of here and do some work somewhere else. Take my kids with me, where the fuck it is. To be honest, look at, I hit platinum status on my hotel rewards at the end of the year, the calendar year, right? So I was looking to fucking use that shit and flourish. And I, I traveled a little bit in January, but then, you know, it, hold on, look at man. If all you motherfuckers are mad about my rewards, you know, you out here, you're, you're listening to this show right now and you're gritting your teeth. And you give me that, listen, you could eat my dick, all right? I spent my hard-earned grind and sweat to get to that level, all right? So I want to flourish in my hotels and use my points and shit and everything, right? Without being judged. Fuck you guys. So anyways, um, I called my hotel brand and I complained. And uh, 
they blessed me. They extended my shit to 2022 when that shit went expired in January. And who knows if we could even fucking travel in January, right? I don't know. But thank you. Um, for security reasons, I won't be disclosing my preferred brand of five-star lodging. Uh, what else, man? Dana White, right? President of UFC. He says the UFC will happen next weekend, right? Not this weekend, not this upcoming weekend. You know, tomorrow's Friday, not then. Next weekend, he is trying to lock down a private island in the USA for the event. It kind of sucks because I would have watched it if Khabib was involved because Khabib was supposed to be, he was supposed to be the headline fight for this upcoming UFC thing. And, uh, but obviously Khabib's been training in uh, his homeland, so he can't get into the country because, uh, of what's going on with COVID-19 and there's no fucking way they're going to let him in right now, especially with the crew and shit. But anyways, it'll be interesting because it's pay-per-view and a lot of folks are feeling this recession and the pandemic economic fucking meltdown. So let's see what the numbers are. I, I would love to see what the pay-per-view totals are after this weekend, I mean, after the, the, the UFC fight. And uh, I won't be watching that. I'll be watching the new Trolls movie for sure, though. Right? I give a fuck about the UFC. You know, but it's the only sports we got for the time being. Um, in regards to the UFC fight, there won't be any fans. And to be real, the the like the effects of mixed martial arts and a crazy raging crowd don't go hand in hand to me, right? Um, even in boxing, I don't know, man. Something about fighting is just different. Like it's not like football or basketball when you fucking need that 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 shit takes it takes toll. Yeah, in the box you could hear you know fucking. Ali Tyson, whatever the fuck it is. I just, I don't know, man. But mixed martial arts, it just don't even, I don't really like, it. it's not, that's just not what, and I've been watching this shit since the beginning. I don't watch it recently, but I see the highlights and stuff. It ain't like the audience plays a big role. So I don't think you need fans for UFC. So we'll see how that goes. But uh, now on to baseball. Um, Bleach Report wrote a story about Major League Baseball possibly coming back by early summer. Okay with the possibility of practice happening as soon as May. That's next month. Motherfucker, the, the, the peak will still be in fucking May. All right, what the fuck are they talking about? Anyways, they're talking about having games only in the state of Arizona. I'm thinking I misread this shit, but, but I didn't because I've asked other people. And like they'd be playing in like 10 different stadiums in Arizona, like with college and whatever. And there'd be seven inning games. They'd be like back-to-back games, seven innings, like... Social distancing, no fans, no family, nobody sitting in the dugout. Like, this is the craziest shit I ever heard in my life. There's going to be an electronic strike zone? Bruh, so you try to tell me there's no umpire? Like, that ain't fucking baseball, right? And um, I spoke to one of my boys who actually starts for the Dodgers, and he said, yo, that shit ain't happening. We ain't doing that. Like, straight up, that's as, as much as he had to say to me. And I agree, you know, and I'm not a fucking professional baseball player and I'm not you know I watch baseball and I'm a casual fan um but I know enough about it. I played the game but that would put a crazy asterisk in the history books right like just it wouldn't be fucking baseball this shit's just crazy but keep it on topic of baseball uh my brand new tops card has just came out the second edition of the 20 tops cards I designed uh just dropped today my second card dropped today um the artist proof is already sold out but there are some regular editions left. Uh, my second card is Chicago legend Frank Thomas of the White Sox, a.k.a. the Big Hurt. I really threw that Ben Baller touch to this card. 
right? Like I was like, nah, fuck that. I, you know, there's a certain aesthetic that I'm trying to trying to stay on, but you know, I came with that gangster shit, right? The motherfucker got the Figaro chain around the thing and Chicago skyline back there. You know, it came out dope as fuck. And I can't wait to reveal the remaining 18 classic redesigned rookie cards that I did for Tops. Um, when this coronavirus shit does, like when the coronavirus dies down, the cities I want to hit for autograph signings are Houston, Chicago, Seattle, and New York. Um, hobby shops have been hitting my manager, so this is going to be fresh as fuck because I got crazy love for all those cities, right? I got stupid love for all the cities I mentioned above, and with the exception of Houston, I've actually had an apartment in each of those cities, right? But um, one city we're about to talk about is Philadelphia. I wish Geno's or Pat's made a chicken Philly, but I guess that's just disrespectful to the culture. I mean, anyone, any of my followers, listeners from Philly, they got to be right. It's got to be some followers from, from Philly. Uh, does Geno's or Pat's or anyone on State Street, do they make a chicken Philly cheesesteak? Anyways, we got my dog, Omi the Hellcat, on the pod today. He's fucking insane, and his car game is crazier than mine. And he came from the mud. Miles, can you hit me with something light? Yeah. Yo, what up, Lakey? Alright, we'll be right back with Omi. Yo, what up, people? Guess what? We have a new company endorsing us. Bespoke Post, a.k.a. Box of Awesome, is an official sponsor of this Behind the Baller episode. I've partnered with Bespoke Post to give all my listeners 20% off your first box. Bespoke Post is the kind of service everyone needs. Every month, subscribers get to choose a themed box of awesome filled with unique items. From style and grooming gear to items for your home and outdoor gear, Examples of products include barware, whiskey barrel aging kits, weekender bags, and outdoor hammocks. Perfect for a lazy day in quarantine. Box of Awesome has been carefully building collections from the kind of products you wouldn't find in most stores or even on Amazon. On the first of each month, they will send you an email listing of what is going to be in your box. And you can switch or skip if the box doesn't appeal to you and you won't be charged if you skip. Plus, you can cancel at any time. New boxes are added regularly for you to choose from. And it's also easy to gift. To try it out, all you got to do is sign up for free. Take the quiz on what you like and don't like and Box of Awesome will handpick your first box on the spot. Best of all, every box is packed with over $75 worth of gear inside, but it only costs you $45. So that is a ton of value. As a bonus, you'll get 20% off your first monthly box when you sign up at boxofawesome.com and enter the code BALLER20 at checkout. That's boxofawesome.com, code BALLER20 for 20% off your first box. Yo, man, you are listening to Behind the Baller. We got a very special guest today, man. We got a car lover. We got a food lover. 
<laughs> we got my boy <laughs> Omi the Hellcat on the show. That, that's how you pronounce your name, Omi, right? Yeah, Omi. Okay. Yo, you, so many people put the N in it. Omni, Umi, Omi is Omi. Yeah. So we got Omi the Hellcat on here. Hey, bro, where, uh, real quick, where were you born and raised? Where are you from? I was born in uh, Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. So you were raised Philly in Philadelphia. Yep. You a Philly boy. North Philly or what, what are you like? A... No, North Philly. Badlands. Okay. Yeah. Okay. As long as you ain't from Germantown. Now I'm playing with you, man. <laughs> Yo, I'm, oh. I'm like a couple blocks from there. Um, okay, so Omi the Hellcat. How'd, how'd you get your name, bro? If you don't mind me asking. Um, my middle, like my name together is, is Billomar. So, you know, in Spanish, you know, they was calling me Omi short for Omar. You know what I'm saying? How'd you, how'd, how'd you get, is the Hellcat from the Hellcat from the SRT8 or is that from? Yeah, yeah. I was one of the first ones in Philly with a Hellcat. So everybody just, <laughs> people, people that didn't know me were just calling me Hellcat. The bull with the Hellcat, the bull with the Hellcat. Okay. And you Puerto Rican, right? You Boricua? Yeah, I'm, I'm half. I'm, I'm half Puerto Rican, half Dominican. Oh shit! You so, got the best of yeah, both worlds, yeah. man. Yeah, yeah. My dad's Puerto Rican and my mom's Dominican. That's what's up, dog. All right, so well, man. Let's let's just start this off real quick, dog. Can you do me a favor? Can you tell the people what your profession is by trade? Like, what is what do people know you as, and what what is it like? You know, because I have a couple of jobs and a couple of businesses I do, but like, what do you? What's your profession? So, by trade? so the first thing I've ever did was, you know, I started off young doing contracting with my dad. So people first knew me as a contractor. Then from contracting, you know, I I just, I wanted to do something different. And, you know, I, I stumbled upon the development world of Cody through Cody, came up with an app. They made millions and millions of dollars. So people knew me as in, in the developing world as see, people get confused of who I am because in the developing, in the development world, I was targeting 1080p. That was an alias of mine. Right. So people who know me, people who still see me now, they're like, oh shit, that's Target. And then people are like, who the hell's Target? That's Omi. So I, I try to keep the YouTuber side away from the developer side, away from the construction side. So you know what I mean? I, oh, trust me, dog. I mean, there's people who know me as K-Town. There's people who know me as Bell. I mean, I've been Bell Baller a really long time, but I mean, I'm older and I get it. I, I understand. Yeah, so I try to keep everything away from each other. But, you know, everything wound up biting me in my ass. <laughs> so you like, like so where, you, where your real money came from before YouTubing is, is uh, from tech? Yep. Okay. Yep. And then, uh, exa- I'm sorry, exactly again, break it down, dog. So you made, like, what, what kind of app was it? So um, at first, you know, I stumbled upon, I was selling DVDs, you know, just through Facebook and and just running around the streets. Like, you know, I didn't, I didn't want to sell drugs. You know, I just had came out of jail in 2012. And I'm like, yo, I, I can't go back to the streets. You know what I'm saying? Hold on, like, bro. What the fuck? Stop. Wait a minute. What the fuck? What would you go to jail for, dog? <laughs> Also, listen, I went to jail for, so my dad, my dad had a, a heart attack. It was some bullshit. My dad had a heart attack. My dad told me, yo, keep this house, fix it. And, you know, I don't want your sisters to have it. So I wound up fixing the house, fixed it up real nice. My dad wound up getting better. And then me and my dad got into a dispute, which led to him saying that I beat him up, which was never true. Me and my dad didn't speak for years over it. But you know, we came, we finally went back around to it, and um, I went to jail. I was on probation, by the way. Damn. You know what I'm saying? Okay. I was on pro- I was on probation for uh, selling dope, and um, I'm like, you know what? I sat in jail for four months on off of a lie. So <laughs> after that, I'm like, you know, I don't ever want to come back to jail again. You know? Right. So, hey, if you don't, if you don't want me asking, dog, because I'm just dog. I used, I used to push. No, you can ask. Ask whatever you so, want. So I'm asking, like, what kind of drugs was you pushing, bro? <laughs> I want to know, uh, man. 
I, I started selling crack early. Like, you know, my, yeah. my whole childhood. I did two years uh, juvenile, running back and forth. Um, then, you know, started with heroin. Damn. Which, yeah, so like, you know, I stopped selling heroin in 2010. You know, I, I just, I couldn't do it anymore. You know what I mean? I just... Let me ask you a question. Have you ever smoked crack before? Nah, yo, believe it or not, bro. I've only tried weed a few times. I've never did any type of drugs. Ever. Oh, shit. Because I've done everything. Never. The only thing I've never done was heroin because everyone says that's the Rolls Royce of drugs. You know what I'm saying? You do that shit, it's a wrap. I just was scared about, you know, obviously overdosing. So Nah, I never. I started drinking at the age of 30. So I never done liquor, never drank liquor, nothing. Damn. I used to go to, I used to go to, I went to a club like three times in my life before the age of 30. Damn, damn. You so listen, I mean? how old are you now? I'm 33. Ah, damn, you're so young, man. You're 33. Okay, so you was in a tech game. You moved a little bit of weight. You was getting into trouble, whatever. And so you're getting your shit straight. Um, yeah, but I've always been, I've always been a good person. I just, you know, like I, I needed was... to get money. So no, 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 yeah. no. But people, people think that I was like some big fucking, like, like drug you know, lord like or something. People, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, my dad was. I was a little fucking nerd who was like, yo, fuck it. I'm gonna dip and dabble in it, and try to make some money. You know what I mean? But when they when it came to the to the street side, I just couldn't do it anymore because you no, know, it, it takes a certain type of lifestyle. Fam, real talk. And there's no happy. There's never been a happy ending ever in the history of a long term career in, in crime. It's just not in the streets and just. And people be like, people be like, oh, well, you a pussy? You know, you ain't nah, about that life. I'm that. Like, listen, I don't give a fuck. I'm not doing thirty years in jail. Yeah. So, uh, you got kids, right? Yeah, I got five boys. Dang, you got five. All same mom or no? No, I was with the uh, one girl for six years and then you know my ex-wife and then you know i wind up having another kid on here so that's my divorce <laughs> so sorry to me to laugh doc okay so you got two baby moms <laughs> no um, three. Oh, you got three i'm, I'm sorry because you said you got married yeah, once. Yeah. okay Remember. so yep. real quick on me man let's dip dive right into the motherfucking cheese let's get right into it dog like i just found out about you six months ago right one of my boys nelson is a big fan of yours and uh, I don't really follow any YouTube shit regardless and whatever. We'll get into that in a little bit. But homie, like, let's speak on the situation that happened recently with you, bro. Like, why the fuck did the feds, why did the feds seize your personal belongings, dog? Okay, so they seized my personal belongings, number one. They, um, they claimed copyright infringement, which I wasn't doing. You know what I mean? Because copyright infringement means, you know, I was, had movies on servers and, which I didn't, um, now there's an unfiled claim, which I just found out about because I was trying to hire this one attorney, and he says, you know, I can't work on your case. And you know, he was the perfect guy for the case. He said he couldn't. He said, you know, my case is 100% beatable, but he couldn't work on the case because you know, he works with Comcast, and there was an unfiled claim by Comcast to the FBI. The claims that you know that I was you know infringing on their copyrights, which is kind of weird because you know. Comcast is owned by NBC, and everybody in America has access to those channels for free. NBC, ABC, because those are over-the-air channels. Yeah, they are. They're so, just basic, yeah, basic television, yeah. Yeah, so anybody has free access to those channels. So, you know, uh, I seek counsel, and, and I asked them, you know, is there any way that I can do this? And he says, you know, streaming is not part of the act of, of, of the Copyright Infringement Act, so... It's a gray area, but it's not illegal. And, you know, there's loopholes built into taxes and which, you know, everybody takes, you know, loopholes are meant to go through. Right. And, you know, I went through this loophole for four and a half, five years. And, you know, they finally, you know, I finally got into somebody's pocket 
and it says, you know what, he's making too much money. Uh, enough is enough. And they came and they and he seized all my. And you know, you know, the crazy part about this whole situation is that they tried to hit me with money laundering, and and I only had four bank accounts. Right. You know, never had an offshore account. You know, never stuck money in other people's accounts, and so you know, money laundering's out the window. Um, tax evasion, which is crazy because I've never gotten a a letter from the IRS. Um, they were in all my emails, so they seen that I was attempting to pay the uh, the IRS, and and not only that, you know, um, I hired a new tax attorney, and you know, he reached out to the IRS two weeks before they came. And he asked the IRS, are you guys after my guy? And they simply replied back, which we have everything. No, they weren't after me. Okay. So, and then they come after me, which makes the biggest, like, that's like the biggest. You know, I'm going to be real with you. If you have a tax attorney, and this is for everyone out there. I mean, I got a very wide array of, of fans and listeners. I got people that are out there that are mostly, you know, decent regular chill people i got people out there that are hustling i got people out there to do whatever i got some people who i'm sure cheat on their taxes if you have a tax attorney and he has a relationship with someone at the irs and they're talking directly it's not it's real rare if a person says now nah, we're not after you, they will tell you that it's just in their best interest it's good for everyone all, all parties interested so that's weird that they said they weren't and then they came that's fucking weird yeah but then you know then when the irs came i said wait a minute before like as soon as they came to my house and said wait a minute i just spoke i just spoke to you guys you guys said that you know there was no um you guys weren't after me and his his simple words were well that's the other department of the irs we're oh, the other side yeah. i'm like yeah you guys yeah. don't disclose that shit we yeah. have the facts coming back from the irs saying that they weren't after me so i'm like you know what since they since they aren't after me you know and, and it's crazy too because my my tax attorney was like omar Go put four million dollars in my escrow account this week, and we're gonna handle the IRS. And you know what I did? I told them, "Listen, man, I'm going on vacation. I have, I only went on vacation once last year, and once this year. I don't, I don't get out of the country. I don't do much. I, I sit at home all damn day. I'm going on vacation." And he said, "Go ahead. We'll handle it when you get back." And when I got back, which is really crazy, because if you look at my Instagram. When when I when I got out of my hotel room, I think the FBI wanted to make sure that I was there. So the whole entire New York City Department cops were there at my hotel. So you so went to, when I came, so you went to vacation yeah, yeah, in New York City. No no no, I went to Dominican Republic. Okay right? okay yeah. So the reason why they came is because I said that I was buying a penthouse in Dominican Republic. So when I got when I landed in New York, you know when I landed in New York. Um, the cops were there waiting for me. And they're like, oh, yo, we're, we're big fans of yours. I, I should have smelled it. I know it was bullshit. Right. Anyway, I take, a, I take a picture with them in front of my hotel because, you know, I, I, stay, I stay at a nice hotel. So they all take a right. picture with me and I, and I leave to the club. Then I come back to Philly the next day. And then two days later, it happens. But if you look at my Instagram, you'll see me taking a picture with all the cops right before they came. I mean, they're, crazy, you mean they're plain clothes or, or actually in cops? No, no, no. Actually, NY, NYPD. Okay. They were reporting back to the FBI that I was there. Fucking weirdos. So question, man. At uh, you know, listen, and I will tell you this. I don't know if your tax attorney told you. Look, man, you could owe fifty million. You could owe twenty. If you're making payments to the IRS, they won't come after you, dog. Period. It's simple no, as no, that. No, no, sounds gonna, crazy. no, no. Like, listen, I'm gonna get on a payment plan with them. Like, you know, they seized. When I tell you, they seized everything, man. They they went as far as taking my Pelotons, man. You know, snatching. They snatched uh 
I mean, they're two thousand dollar bikes, so I guess yeah, you know, they are worth money, right? So I mean, yeah, but like it's man, it's like, petty, it's petty, fam. I know, trust me, it's petty. You know what I mean? Like, listen, they didn't even take TVs in LA, you know, because they this was a multi state um, bust. Okay, you know, it was a multi state bust. Did they come in like how many feds came to your door? Like when the main my, bus? My, okay, so my house was about thir- over thirty over thirty officers. Jesus Christ. And and you know in New Jersey over here in the house that I'm in now, in New Jersey there were over fifty, and, and they had to had over twenty something tow trucks there, because they were they were hauling my cars away in rotation. Now my question is, everything was legitimate. So how did you? I mean, okay. So question: Where are those cars now? Are they still in in, in federal possession, or are they? They're in federal possession, and they. they they actually posted them on a forfeiture website, which you know we, we just responded to because they, you know, like yeah, they they're can't not going to be able. To, yeah, they can't auction. Yeah, the they, yeah, but you know, we had thirty days to to appeal it, and we appealed it. You know, right now, right now, we're just waiting on the judge to decide whether he wants to, um, you know, release my things back to me or or if he wants to keep them in possession. Right now, I'm not charged with anything. Right now, they're just building a case. They're trying to at least. Yeah, it's crazy. And well, I mean, let me you ask you a question, dog. How do you maintain to be so positive still? You still hit me up every day. You know, we're on, the, on you know, I know we're quarantined, but you know, you're still happy, you still talking shit, you laugh and you making jokes. I mean, uh, bro, you know, you know why, man? Like I, I'm so in tune with myself and God that you know whatever's going to happen is already written out for me. And I know that, you know, at the end of the day, you know, good people will will always overcome certain, you know, situations. So like I try to remain positive. I, I do the right thing. I always, you know what I mean? I don't fuck around with people um, I may, you know, laugh and talk shit here and there, but, you know, um, at the end of the day, you know, my dad told me right before he died, he said, you know, uh, you know, just be happy and, and you know, whatever's meant to happen is going to happen. This is either going to make you or break you. And you know what? It's, it's not going to break me, but it's, it's, it's making me in a sense because I'm, I'm happy that this happened. Honestly, you know, I want to thank the federal government, by the way, because this is probably the best lesson that I've ever had in my fucking life. You know what I mean? No, not many real. people can reach, not many people can reach the success that I've made, you know, over $50 million. And, um, you know, the, the, just, just the success, the money, and, and I didn't handle it the right way. You know, when, whenever somebody says that, you know, money doesn't change you and it completely changed me. I was a person who stood at home all day on a computer to at 30 years old, started partying, you know, living a lifestyle, having sex with all models, yeah. treating my wife different leaving my wife and I mean, then ultimately you know you know it's fucked up it's fucked up you know I mean, money, dog, look at, money didn't change me because i've always been the same dude it just acts in my, no, my you, lifestyle no, but you see you see it's different with you because you know you upgraded decade after decade you've been in this shit for decades bro yeah you know what i mean so for for, for somebody who was dirt poor and then to make a million dollars in five months you're like wait a no, minute i just sure. made a million dollars i don't, in five I don't months. blame you dog i feel you and no, then I get you know you. from from a million dollars to, to then making a million dollars a week, you're like, what the, like, you know, it's just, no, you, you know, that. you get the, you don't know who's your real friend. You don't know who really loves you. You, you know what I mean? It's yeah. like, no, it's weird. I mean, I, I've been around a lot of people in my life, dog. I'm, I mean, remember dog, I'm 15 years older than you. So I, I feel you um, talking about better things, right. In general, at what point, how many cars did you have? Like how many cars did you own at the most at one point? At one point, like over 30. I, I lost track because I have cars <laughs> and like in other places and, you know, I was getting, you know, I, you had I, over I, I, like on my driveway, on my driveway, driveway, I had over 30. Jesus Christ. What was the, the nicest out of all the cars? Um, I bought the Rolls Royce truck for, for, for Christmas 
I, I liked it, but I'm I'm more of a like I'm more of a sports car type of guy. I mean, right. I bought the um, I bought the the Aventador for like five. If you see it on my YouTube page, I bought it for like five hundred and twenty-five thousand cash. Oh, so you had an SV then? You didn't have just regular Aventador. You had you had an SV, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, the Cullinan drives amazing, dog. Just so you know, that car drives. No, it does. It drives. It drives. Listen, Rolls Royce drives like nothing I've ever driven. Yeah. But it's like it's too simple for me. No, I feel you. I get you. So let me ask you a question. Uh, so, what was your first car you had ever? You know, um, that you owned. So, so the first car I bought ever, like ever, ever. Yeah, when you were a kid, or when you're a teenager, when you're twenty-one, okay. whatever. The first, the first car I ever had was a 1964 Mustang, um, which my dad gave me. Right. And then he took it, he took it back. He was an Indian giver. But <laughs> the, the first car, it's a badass car, car, dog. Yeah, yeah. No, it was amazing. 64 and a half is when they first came out. Myself, it was olive green and then he painted it red and then he kept it. But yeah, the first car I've ever had was a Buick, man. Buick Century. Oh, shit. Ever. Okay. Yeah, that's some humble beginnings. So out of all the cars you've owned so far to date, you've driven the shit out of these things, right? What's the favorite car that you've ever owned uh, to drive? You know, your favorite car you've dri- you driven? Um, Just to drive and like fall back and it's, it's the Hellcat for sure. I'm not. I'm not just saying that. I've said that when I had the Lambos in my in my driveway. Why the Hellcat over the Demon? Uh, demons are slow. Demons are only made for a quarter mile. So you know what I mean. It's the true Hellcat. Though. Yeah, you know. You know. There's a lot of uh, people don't understand when you get a Demon. There's all the fucking configurations inside the car. You got to go through this, 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 this. And when I see these Hellcats. Motherfuckers is getting, you know, I don't know the difference because I don't fuck with American cars like that. I don't really know. I don't know what the fuck a scat pack is. I don't know what the fuck all that means. A scat pack, it was an original SRT, which 490 something horsepower. It's just a three a regular 392. That's a scat pack now. It used to be called an SRT8, okay. so, but now yeah, they changed it to a scat yeah. pack. Let me ask you a question. Did you like the Challenger Hellcat or the Charger Hellcat? Charger. Yeah, I like Charger too, man. That's better. And you could do a lot of shit to it. So... Um, that's crazy. You like that car more than any. I mean, do you have a, do you have a Hellcat now? Do you own one? Yeah, I'm, I actually have the Red Eye, which is the Challenger Red Eye, which is a Demon motor, just not with a trans brake. And I have a a, a 2020 wide body Hellcat Daytona Charger. Right. For so, those yeah, of you who, for those of you who are listening right now, um, I've mentioned it before in the podcast prior, but. Omi was kind of one of the reasons why I sealed the deal and just went to go grab a Chackhawk. It just was, there's nothing in that $100,000 range that just feels like that. And now that I've driven it four or five times, when I really nail it, that motherfucker is just, it's just instant beast. No, you know, no slowing down here, no random this. It's just instant power, beast style, the whole fucking nine. Yeah, the fastest truck in the world in production for period. And it's under a hundred grand. Yeah. Wait till you put a pulley on it, man. When all this shit ends, I got downpipes and pulleys. I had a suspension. All this shit sitting in my garage already. Man, that um, truck gets so fast, man. I can't wait, man. Uh, what's the most money you've made in a single calendar year? It's kind of hard, man, because like, it's kind of hard. Because um, you're in a case right now? Cause the, uh, yeah, yeah, I'm thinking over 20. Okay. Yeah, you ain't got to get specific. I'm just saying you didn't touch 20, okay? Yeah, o- over, over 20. Hey, bro, look, man, I never touched 20 in a year. You know what I'm saying? I think I've, I think... You know, but I mean, you know, I, I did it for years, for a very long, you know what I'm saying? Like I stacked for a long time. Um, on, on a whole different note, right? I haven't even brought it up and we're 20 minutes in right now, right? Real talk, man. How concerned are you about coronavirus? 
um, at first, I, you know, I thought it was like a government conspiracy. You know, I'm, I've never been a government, I've never been a conspiracy theorist, but like now that I see that, you know, everything is really shut down. Yeah. And you know, it's the reality is, people die. No, 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 a hundred percent. Yeah, a hundred percent. People are, are are literally like it's concerning. I'm concerned now. You know what I mean? Right. I mean, have you told your kids about it? Have you talked to like you know like your family? Like, have you? Yeah, yeah. I don't. I refuse to even pick up my kids at this time. You know, like right now they're with their moms isolated, and um, you know, I I refuse to even go get them. That's you know, they're the moms are mad at me right now. Oh, you're trying to be a deadbeat. Like, no, like they can catch corona. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I mean, mean, you have to act as if you got it already. You know what I'm saying? But you would know. I'll be with you, me, if you had it. I think. No offense. Just your how you live and everything right now as you stand, um, it's a it's a fucked up situation because uh, it attacks obesity, and uh, I don't mean that in a negative way. Trust me, I'm telling you straight up. It's no, a, it's no, a no. Fucked like, up situation. Bro, like, listen, you're you're one of the uh, one of the inspirations, man, who get behind my ear, man. Is the reason why, like, you know, I'm trying to lose weight, bro. I swear to God, right? You know, I mean, how is your health, dog? How is your health overall? Like, real shit. <laughs> Like like I told you, man. Like um, I went to the doctors. You know, I tried uh, glycerides. Everything is a hundred percent. He told me, my doctor. I have a young doctor now. He tells me, um, if you weren't sitting in front of me, and I didn't know you were a fat fuck, I would have thought you was a triathlete because your test came back a hundred percent. Like everything was on level. Like I didn't have you know high cholesterol. I didn't have a uh, high sugar. I didn't have nothing. You like, mean when the blood I say nothing. Nothing, no high blood pressure, no nothing. Damn, that means that you know what that means though. Really, it means that inside in your mind and your spirit and your body, like deep inside you, you got to be happy. You feel good. You're a positive person because that's crazy. Because it's just not even. I mean, hold I'm on, three hundred and sixty sixty pounds. You're three sixty right now. Yeah, I'm down to three fifty seven. Thank right. you, by the way. How how, <laughs> how much? Uh, you're such a fucking crazy dude. How much did you weigh when you were eighteen years old? Um, eighteen. So check this out. At 15, I was 250 pounds. Right? Right. Because my dad used to fucking fry pigs. And, and then um, I went down. I went to prison. I went to juvenile facility. And I came back out at 160 pounds. Holy you shit. Know, I, got, I got all my shit. So, how old were you then? Um, 17, 18. So damn, 17, 18, you're 160. Holy shit. Yeah, then I went back up to about two. And then, you know... My whole 20s, I was in like the 220 stage, 220 pounds, 228. 220 is cool, man. I was in the 220s for a long time. Let me ask you you something. um, This ain't even mm -hmm. on my list of questions. If you could pay $1 million right now to to become 200 pounds right now, would you do it? Dude, I'll pay you fucking, I'll give every possession I have. Yeah. Let me tell you something real quick. If someone told me, because I'm only like, what, 30 pounds up. If someone told me I could get to 175 or one, no, if someone told me I could get to 170, legit, 170 tomorrow for a million dollars, I would do it. I wouldn't think, I wouldn't even blink one eye. I would, the million dollars would be sent immediately. Man, listen, they have, they have the medicines to do it now, man. No, they I just know. don't want to release it. I'm just talking about like, I'm asking you, would you give a million dollars to do it? And you're like, yeah, I just wanted to know. Yeah, that's, I, I would do the same thing. That's crazy. Bro, like, you don't understand. I wake up sometimes just uh, just hating the way I feel and look. You know, if I can change anything, it'll be this. You'll but, get you know, to it, dog. You'll get to it, bro. I'm telling you, man. You're going to get to it, and we're going we gonna to get you there, man. Because I think about it. I'm like, damn, man. I need this motherfucker. My anxiety, there, you know? it just brings my anxiety up, man. I, I look in the mirror, and I can't breathe at times. You know what I mean? It's crazy. 
how are you making money right now during the COVID nineteen situation? Like, are you okay? Like, how are you generating any money right oh, now? Oh no, no, I'm, I'm, I'm more than great right now, honestly. Um, I just closed on a few properties, which you know, I just spent some money, but um, I mean, dude, believe it or not, man, I've, I've made some. I can't really speak too much about it, but I made a lot of money. Like, I, I just got two kitchens that I just did. I made over a hundred grand in profit, you know, some really, really big places that I've just did. Um, so my construction company is moving. Remember, um, I have a shitload of tenants. I still have businesses that are running. Right. I mean, but people aren't paying rent, dog. They're going to start running out of money. People are going to be able to pay the rent like in three months, two months. You know what I'm saying? Oh, Think no, about that's it. fine. Like, I, I don't, right now, right now, I'm telling all my tenants they don't have to pay me rent until, um, right. until the end of next month. You know what I mean? What do you think, dog? Let's just say this shit goes until January, dog. You got enough saved up to chill, right? Just to be cool. Oh no, nah, bro, I'm I'm chilling. I'm chilling, bro. Okay, like, that's good. Realistically, I'm good. But when they when they first came, when they first came, dude, I had twelve dollars left. Oh shit! Man. Swear to God, bro. No, man, that's that. You know, that's a real hustler, bro. You know what I'm saying? I feel you. That's that's amazing. That's, it's inspiring to me. Even you know, you being younger, it's, that makes me feel better about you know. The situation, you know, it sucks, period. And I'm glad that uh, we get it out there so people can understand, you know, like, look, man, you could bounce back. You could hit adversity. You could hit fucking haters. You could have the federal but government you know, come you, after you. Know, you. you know what the number one thing is for me, man, is, um, you know, you're humble on your way up and you'll be humble on your way down. You know, people people think they're going to be on top forever. It's, it's crazy. Um, You know, life fluctuates and, and so does money. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, um, and, and I've always been, you know, preaching from the top hey guys you know save your money hey guys do this hey guys so when i fell down i didn't need to go hide and and, and be embarrassed nah I because feel you know you, what you, i mean you addressed shit, it. shit happens you addressed yeah, no, 100%. it 100 when in uh when and why did you start doing youtube videos believe it or not um i got a little depressed man um you know i lost one of my brothers i had moved to uh, orlando and you know one of my brothers you know, he uh he did one bag of heroin. This is why I don't agree with uh with the heroin cell. I don't agree with, you know, fentanyl. I don't I don't agree with that shit at all anymore. Um, you know, my brother did one bag of, of heroin because he was stressed out, which, you know, I wish he wouldn't have. But he did. He did one bag of heroin which was laced with, with fentanyl. You know what I mean? One bag and he just fell on his face and died. So that like completely brought like, you know, like depression. I'm like, you know what I mean? Like, that's the shit that I sold when I was young. You know, imagine how other families felt when I've when I've yeah. sold it or something. Yeah. Which I don't. I never heard of a case of. You know what I mean? But I don't know. But when, you know, when you're young, out there running around doing these things, you have you don't really think about it. You don't really think about. Oh, you just think about you're making money. Oh, real talk. Not knowing that you're like you're affecting other families, man. You know what I mean? Yeah. And you know that made me become even a better person. And then you know. Watching my little brother, the way he took that death and watching him, you know, struggle the way he struggled and and then watching him get killed. You know, a few months later, after after I lost that brother, I lost two brothers back to back. Damn. You know, so that so just like, inspired bro, you to make some videos on, but on YouTube. I mean, yeah, yeah, because I, I told him one time I was like, dude, look, man, like a lot of celebrities are in my, in my DMs. Like I must be doing something right. And he's like, dude, you're going to be. You should like I was talking to him about doing being a YouTuber. And he's like, man, you're gonna do good at it, man, because you have the personality. He said, just do it, and you know. And then him dying, you know, back in uh, he died in January 5th of 19. Yeah. 
you know. Rest in peace, and, man. Yeah, and then a few months later, I'm like, you know what, fuck it, man. I'm going to just record my first video. Then I started recording. I started feeling better, and I started feeling better. I'm like, yo, this is actually fun. Yeah. Have you ever connected with any other YouTubers that are in the car space at all or no? Um, uh, Tall Guy Car Reviews, like Mr. Organic. Uh, right. You know, Lance, Lance uh, Stewart lives right next to me, so... You know, me and Lance are friends now. Um, but besides that, you know, a lot of these um, YouTubers are Caucasian. And, you know, yeah, they're like, especially now that the FBI thing, oh, man, they don't want they don't want to even be seen with me. Fuck them dudes, man. You know what I'm saying? You know? like I gravitate closer to you because, you, you know what I'm saying, that with the white boys is on some weird shit. But let me ask you a question. So I didn't know you moved to Orlando. Like, Orlando's a weird, listen, that's one of the, one of the, I've only been arrested a few times, right? But. And I've been arrested in Orlando. My boy does all these clubs out there. Why did you move back? I mean, w- I mean, would you ever consider going back, like maybe to Miami or something, where the weather's better? You can nah, drive the car. Nah, I, I, I don't want to go to Miami, man. It's, the lifestyle is a, a little too too fast. Know, flam- yeah, it's a little too flamboyant for me. Nah, um, I'm thinking of Vegas right now. Like that's oh, my, Vegas my, is dog. Let me tell you real quick. You would do real good in Vegas. One, you could buy a fucking mansion for nothing, right? You could have a ton of space, just like, you know, you want, you could just chill. Yeah, there's some parts where it's a little cold and it gets real hot, but yo, you could have all your cars. I mean, you, I think you do good in Vegas, man. No taxes out there, income tax, you know. Yeah, and, and what's, what's hard over here is that, you know, even with a platform that I have, there's like, you can't really, you know, you really can't move forward. It's like, there's no progression here in Jersey and Philly. You know what I mean? I have to get out to the West Coast and and I see dudes getting so many opportunities and so many sponsorships, either either through like Forgiato or Luxani or just, you know what I mean? Just people just, especially with, with my kind of views right now, they flourish with with, with sponsorships and, you know, and yeah, right now it's just, I don't get them, you don't get them in the East Coast. So I remember we was talking, man, and we was having a conversation and we just, you just lightly said it. And I was like, dad, I got to ask him on the podcast, bro. You said you got shot, dog. Like, what the fuck? Bro, tell me about yeah, that. Um, so, and um, I was, you know, staying with my brother. And um, this is 2005. You know, staying with my brother. And, um, you know, we're living in this little house. You know, at the time, uh, you know, we were selling weed. Nothing major, you know. And that was like the crack era. Right. You know what I mean? But we were, we were just selling weed. And, you know, um, some dudes came knocking on the door for me. And, you know, and that, as, around that time, I was a little loudmouth. Man, we got all this weed. You don't understand, you know. And, and <laughs> you know, those are the type of people I despise now. Motherfuckers who just talk too much. And you know that that's what I was. Yeah. So one day, you know, um, I have all my little cousins over. We're playing basketball on the first floor. You know, shooting some. We had a little basketball hoop, and we used to shoot for money. So you know, I wound up going to the uh, to the bathroom. I unlocked the window, lift the window up, and spit out the window. And I pushed the window down. I forgot to lock it. So I fell asleep, man. And I woke up. I had somebody there with uh, with a shotgun straight to my face. And all I heard was, don't move. Don't turn around. Don't look. Don't turn around. Don't look. And I kept getting smacked over the head with a gun. Repeatedly, oh, repeatedly. Repeatedly. So I'm thinking I'm in a dream. Yeah. You know, like, no, seriously. I, no, I, I don't, feel you, like, bro. sometimes... Night, like you delirious. I, I it felt, it felt, it felt surreal, right. surreal. So you know, I get drugged. I get drugged to the front room. You know, all I remember is getting hit with the the other side of the shotgun. You know, like getting hit, just getting like, dude, I mean, wailing on me. 
So all of a sudden, you know, these dudes uh, put like you know those old school over here in these row houses. We have these old school built in um, chest in a wall, and they they were built like in the early 1900s. But these come built in these row houses for some reason, and you know these dudes stuff me in this closet. They start wrapping sheets around me. And they were asking me where the weed at. I was like, listen, I have no idea. I was just screaming, like, what the fuck is going on? You know, like, and it's crazy, man, because the neighbors always called the cops, in the, what, like, because we made too much noise inside the house. But the one day that I was screaming and making a damn, damn noise and ruckus, man. they didn't call the cops. You know what I mean? <laughs> fuck, man. So all I remember is me trying to push one of the dudes through a window. And it didn't work. <laughs> so he puts me in the closet. They put these um, sheets around my head. And, you know, he asked me, what was I going to say before I died? And I told him, I, I don't know what you want me to say. So, you know, in this closet that he stuffed me in, there was a missing drawer in the bottom. So I put my foot in, like, you know, I clenched tight. So what, what happened was the gun was behind my head. And when I moved forward, the gun tilted a little bit towards the back of my neck. And when he shot, I fell. Like, dude, I think I hit the ground before I heard the noise of the gun. Damn, you know, and all I heard was fuck. All I ta- all I tasted was just gunpowder. You know, that's all I tasted. I was eighteen at the time. Was seventeen going on eighteen at the time? The fuck, like so. And what was the outcome was of a, it? It was a robbery. So I'm gonna tell you. I'm gonna tell you what happened. So, you know, I hear, I hear my girlfriend now screaming from the other, which is my first baby mom. You know, I hear her screaming. So the motherfucker that was hitting me over the over the back and over the shoulders and my ribs, who broke all my ribs with a shotgun, he was now then raping her. Oh man. You know, he proceeded to, to, to rape her. So, you know, um, you know, she was trying to fight him off. Dude, like literally I was paralyzed from the like my my neck down, bro. Like I could just move my arms, not my legs. So I remember me crawling all the way over to the room. You know, trying to gasp for air, and I kept feeling this pain in my lower back. My lower back is like, it was like a burning sensation. I'm like, what the fuck is going on? You know, and I didn't believe in God to that point. I'm like, God, please don't let me die. But anyway, like I, I crawled all the way to her, and I saw him on top of her. You know, with his pants down, she's naked, and you know, he was trying to rape her. And you know, me going over there, I guess you know, from the second floor, they grabbed me, they threw me down the steps. From the second floor to the first floor. Jesus Christ. Right? And and then when they get down to the first floor, they was like, where the fuck is he at? Where, where's he at? Where's he at? I didn't know they had my brother, Dro, tied up in the first floor. But since I started making all that noise on the second floor, the other one had came up and that allowed my brother time to run out the front door. So then they take me, they take me from the first floor. They start dragging me to the basement. And they throw me down the basement steps. So in the basement, they were trying to flick the lights, but they couldn't get the lights on because the lights never had no light bulbs. So from from the front of the steps, you know, I'm already fucked up, man. I got, you know, I had all my ribs broken. Um, I'm shot. I'm bleeding everywhere. You know, it's been over 10 minutes now that I've been shot. Um, the only light that I can see is was from the moon at the front of the house, from the basement. So I crawled to the basement, to the front of the basement, and I hear five gunshots from the top. He was trying to shoot me from the top. Jesus Christ. Thinking that, you know, I was, he, yeah, he thought that I was still, he thought that I was still at the bottom of the steps. So for some reason, I'm like, you know what, God, don't let me die. You know, you know, 
that's why every time I look at the moon, I always think of that situation because I was looking at the moon when I was talking to him. You know, I, I was like, you know what, fuck it, I'm ready to die. I can't go through this pain anymore. I, somehow, I got the power. My legs seemed to be working a little bit. I crawled all the way up to the back to the first floor. I laid on the couch and I was like, "Fuck it, I'm gonna bleed out here." And when when I got to the to the couch, all I remember is a cop running in through my front door. So the dude who shot me was telling the cop that he was shot. So the cop was confused. He was looking at me and then he was looking at him. He was looking at me and then he was looking at him. And he was asking the other guy, where were you shot at? Where you, where you shot at? So when the cop saw me, he walked towards me. He ran out the front door. The guy who shot me ran out the front door. And, you know, the other guy got away from, you know, the back window that he came in through. So they never, ever found him. The guy from who shot me in the front, you know, he, he wound up getting caught like five blocks away. You know, um, yeah, that was probably the um, one of the worst things I've probably ever been through, man. Like, you know what I mean? And then this cop, oh, you know, yeah, bro. Like, I'm telling you, man. What happened and to then, the dude know, who? What happened to the dude who, who raped your girlfriend? Like, they, they didn't get him. Yeah, no, nah, they never got him. They never. You they never, never saw him, man. Fuck never, bro. never. Would you yeah, think you could? You they, think you could? If you saw him in a lineup, could you recognize him or not? Nah, nah, I, bro. I. I no. I, I, I couldn't. No, I hear you. Honestly, on that situation, no, no, adrenaline, no. everything. No, I get it. I, I, yeah, I believe bro. You. Like I, I've always wondered what the who the fuck it was. I've always wondered, oh, man. Damn, dog. Yeah, I paid ten then, million dollars you know, to make that motherfucker pull his fucking his nails out of his fucking fingers, and I'd fucking man, dog. I start slicing fuck, body parts. It's, it's fucked up, man. Um, there was a cop there. It was a cop there. You know, the guy, the guy, the cop who who, who was dragging me out the house. He was an older white guy. And I remember this young black cop came on the scene. And the young black cop was like, man, lay, lay his ass right there. Ain't nothing we can do. And, and, and you know, the white older cop was like, you know, man, it's just a kid. I can't let him die. I can't let him die. He just threw me in the back of his car. Dude, like, it, it felt like I was hallucinating, man. Yeah, like, no, I believe I, you. Nah, bro, listen. I, I was, said, I believe like, you, dog. That's the craziest story no, I've heard no. on my podcast. No, some, sometimes, sometimes I was like running behind the car, like chasing my own body. And then other times I'll wake up in the car looking up and then I'll wake up chasing the car. Like it felt like I was having like an out of body experience. Like if I was dying, but I was catching up to my body. It, I woke up three days later, handcuffed to the bed, uh, being sent off to prison. Listen, hold on. Why the fuck are you going to prison? You didn't do it. You were the one that got robbed. Yeah, because, you know, they found uh, like eight pounds of weed in the house. Oh, my God. What, okay, you know, but, 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 I went to prison. I went to jail. What I'm saying is it only took three days for you to get back. Like, I mean, were you still injured when you went, when you went to jail? I mean, were you? Oh, no, bro. I, went to, I was injured the entire time I was in jail. I couldn't walk. I couldn't talk. I couldn't do anything. And look, and, and you know, the, the prison really fucked up, man, because, you know, I was in the infirmary for about two months and then they put me in general population in two months. And, you know, they wouldn't grant me a bottom bunk and I had to climb on top of the top bunk with, you know, the back of my neck oozing the way it was yeah. with broken ribs. And then I wind up getting stabbed about eight times in jail. Just by random haters? Nah, yeah, because, um, you know, there were some bullies that was going around with trash bags and shit. Yo, put your soups in here. Put your soups in here. And I'm like, man, I ain't giving you guys shit. I ain't I ain't giving you guys nothing. And that's then I was like one of the first people, like, you know, to stand up to that shit. And I wound up getting stabbed and then, you know, sent to the hole for the rest of my time. God damn. 
what was your bunkie like at that time? Your, Where? Your, your, in, in your the no, nah, when you, when you had to be on the second bunk. No, no. The crazy part is I was in a, a prison in Philadelphia called DC detention center. So it, it was 28 people to a pod. So there's 28 people ne- like with you caged in with the phones. Then there's right. 28 people next to you. And you can see them through a gate. Yeah. Then there's 28 people under you and then 28 people under you. And then across is the same thing, all four. Okay. So I was in a, I so was you- in a place like that. It was wide open. Right. God damn, bro. Let me, let me ask you, man. Um, do you get a lot of online hate? Like, like I don't really go check out your comments, right? but do you get a lot of haters in your comments? Nah, I really don't. Believe it or not, man, there's always one or two. But, bro, believe it or not, there's really not, man. People just, you know, I guess enjoy the content because, you know, there's not a vlogger that, you know, um, that too many, like, adults can go, like, check out. No, I hear you. You know, like, you know I, what I mean? Because everybody, everybody else caters to kids. My fans are all a little immature. You know, they, I got a lot of haters that follow me. They're secretly my fans. They they want to see me succeed, and they also want to see me fail. It's the weirdest shit in the world, right? And I see them no, talking no, shit I, to I, you. I'm gonna tell you, I'm gonna tell you this, man. Like, um, haters, haters are your biggest fans, though, man. They're what thrive your business because at the end of the day, ain't nobody gonna watch you more loyally than the person who hates you because yeah. they want to see what you're always up to. It's so true. I know. And trust me, I, yeah, dog. Trust me, this is something I've dealt with all my life. I've I've had haters oh, yeah, since. Hate- since kindergarten, Doc, since show and tell Fridays, you know what I'm saying? Haters are your marketing team, man. Um, do you have any other hobbies besides cars and, and food and shit like that? Believe it or not, man, like, um, I, I used to love uh, racing remote control gas cars, man. I don't understand how that hobby just left me. Oh, but my, I, I my cousin? Back, I want to get back into it. My cousin, who I own, I'll send you a text message. My cousin, who I own, IF and Co, my jewelry business with, he's addicted to it, dog. He got two, three thousand dollar cars, he five thousand. He he set up a fucking racetrack on his fucking patio. And and he yeah, lives in, he lives he lives in a high rise in a high rise condo building. And he fucking I'll send you a video. Shit's crazy. He loves those things. Yeah, dude. I I was into them back in the day. HP. I used to race Hot Wheels through Hot Wheels tracks. That was the biggest money maker in Philly at one point underground, man. And I want to do that again one day. I want to open up a Hot Wheels track. Which do you make Hundreds of thousands of dollars every month doing that, man. Let me ask you a question, man. Does Meek Mill fuck with you? Oh, you you know what? Like we talk occasionally, like through DM here and there. But like, you know what I mean? No, I'm just curious because you're I, from Philly. I'm just curious, like if Uzi or any of them Philly cats fuck with you, you know? Oh yeah, I, I talk to Uzi once in a while. I'll text him, and you know he'll text back. But like, you no know, friendship wise, like do we chill and everything? Like not, nah, not really. That's yeah, good. I can see you. You by everybody. Everybody's living their life. You know what I mean? I think you're similar to me, dog. I just kind of just stay by myself. Yeah, I have a podcast or interview. Some dumbass today in one of my comments was like, hey, bro, all you do is interview and talk about celebrities. Motherfucker, that's what, what do you think Joe Rogan does? What do you think the Tonight Show does? What do you think the fuck is you talking about? You know what I mean? And, yeah, and people, I've known, people are weird, man. I've known some of these people for 15, 20 years when they weren't famous. I know people from the beginning. I don't really try to go meet some next little young cat that's coming up. But anyways, man, um, Omi, real talk, dog. Where do you see yourself in ten years, man? Um, I think after this whole situation is over with, um, I I really see myself, you know, being the CEO of a, of, of a Fortune five hundred company. Some I don't know somehow I I know that I I'm gonna get the shot. I, I know that I, I'm gonna I know I'm gonna be doing something big, man. I, I just feel it. I feel it. That's good, man. That's good. I mean, you know, always... and I'm always and, and, and something that I've always been good at, you know. Managing big money, you know. Is uh, 
Is there anybody like, you know, like right now, not necessarily even in the past, I'm, I want to know now, like, is there anybody you look up to for inspiration, business, anything? Oh, yeah. Like? Um, yo, believe me, I, I didn't remember telling you this, man, but like, not for nothing, I, I always wanted to be a jeweler. Oh, shit, I didn't know that. That's dope. No, no, 100%. That's, dude, it's crazy because I was, um, you know, my guy here, Danny Jewelry in Philly, I was actually, you know, partnering up with him before all this happened. And, you know, back in the days, all I used to watch was, I used to watch your channel. You know, your, your little TV show you had. Oh, yeah. You I know, used to watch was, that shit on YouTube. Well, that was on a, it was on a cable network. And then what they did was they took the commercials out, done them down, and made them like 11, 19 minute episodes. You know what I'm saying? Like smaller episodes. But it was really successful. Yeah, but I didn't watch them. I didn't watch them on TV. I watched them through YouTube. Yeah, on Dude, YouTube. I love this. You know, I, I didn't really think, I didn't really think much about the show. I did two seasons, right? Six episodes each season. I didn't think, I can't tell you like from Yachty to Uzi. So many people watch that shit. I didn't know people really fuck with that show like that, you know. And if oh, I'd have known, I would I would I would have did the third season. I I declined the third season. You I know what gonna... it is? People are so fascinated with the way jewelry's made and and, yeah. and all that, man. It's just really fascinating, man. There's a dude in the UK right now who's doing it. And he just makes like, you know, little things for Nike's and he's getting millions and millions of views. His fucking production is next level, man. What's his name? And this dude is a Oh, I don't even know his name, man. His fucking, but his production is next level, man. Oh, bro, He's you know the master jeweler. You mean production in the jewelry or production in the, in the actual show? Just, just the no, the the show and the way he does the jewelry. He he handcrafts everything. Oh, I mean, it's no, everything man. everything I do is handcraft. And think about it, from then to now. Oh, bro, come on, dog. Where, where I'm at, bro. I won jeweler of the year in seventeen. Like, no person on Instagram has even been nominated, let alone fucking even voting into. They never been nominated. I won the bitch. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, yeah, but like, like I, I see myself in the next five to ten years too. Like, you know, doing doing what you and Johnny did back in the days. You know, like going up to uh, to all these freaking rappers and shit, pulling up with a big ass fucking suitcase. Yeah, I dog. can see myself doing it. You know, it's a good hustle. You know, it it obviously moves the economy forward. It's a luxury thing. It's fun. It's uh, hold on. Is what's the dude's name? Joe, right? Shine, Shine Jewelers. You fuck with them? Um, do you know what's crazy? Right before this happened, I think I dropped like almost three hundred grand with him. Right. I, um, I, I never I, been I, there I, before, but yeah, no. I mean, I know Shine is. They're like it's, the a, it's a little spot. Oh, they're not big. They're not. They're not. I mean. No, no. His, his shop is really small. Oh, okay. I think in the, when when I was there, I I can barely fit back there myself. You know what I mean? Oh shit. Okay. No, I mean, dog, come on, bro. You know, what I mean, my, my store, I've never seen anybody with a jewelry store like mine. That's just being real. Like there's a lot of people who've been out. They just don't, especially for what I do. Man, every um, time I ask you for something, man, you know, you <laughs> dodge my question, man. Well, listen, we'll get it. We'll get it in after all this shit is done. I'm and speaking of which it leads up to my, you know, we got like one question left. Really? What's the first thing you're going to do once there's no more quarantine coronavirus is done like, what's the first thing you're going to do? I'm, I'm going to go to L.A. for sure. Right. Okay. I have to go to L.A., man. Yeah, I got the perfect hotel for you to stay at, too, when you get to L.A., man. I definitely got a spot for you to stay at. Um, All right, dog. Look, man, I really appreciate everything. But, yo, there's the question I ask every every single person who comes on my show. There's not one person I've never asked. And I ask them, this is the last question of the interview. Is there anything you want to ask me? You know what? <laughs> what? What made you not stick around Rockefeller? Damn, man. You know what? Um, I spoke I about wondered it. I wondered if you would have took that lane. Yeah, I, 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 I spoke about it recently. I don't remember if it was four episodes ago or five episodes ago. Never spoke about it publicly. Never had a conversation with Biggs about it because you obviously see, you know, the original founder, CEO, one-third founder in a 
me, me, Dame is still cool. Me, me and obviously uh, Biggs are still great friends. Me and Biggs are close. Um, I don't talk to Jay obviously very much, but that's my dog. You know, I just recently brought it up and I said, damn, could you fucking imagine if I didn't go with Dre, I didn't do whatever. I just said, you know what? I'm a rock boy. I'm an OG rock boy. Let me stay with rock. If I stayed with Rockefeller, well, first of all, I don't know why. Number one, I didn't believe in Jay-Z. Didn't think he was going to be as big as he was. That's the first mistake I had. And uh, a lot of people know that. Some people don't. But the reason why I didn't was because I felt like the Dre lane was better. Now, I'm going to complete your question and go the other way. If I stayed with Jay, I, I can't even imagine because it was rock aware. There was so many different things. There was DJ. I could have DJed the tours because I was a DJ. I was a famous DJ. I put my boy up on the tour. My boy did the rock the mic tour and all of the shit. Or not, I forgot what the fuck it was called. Backstage, all that stuff. If I would have stayed with Rockefeller, I would have definitely ended up making millions in that in that lane for sure. Because even Tata, a lot of people they ate really well. And, you know, there there was so much. I just think. It had been interesting, Doc, and it had been it had been a great thing, and and uh, but whatever, you know, life is. I mean, I don't I don't blame you, man, because that Dre lane, you know, I thought that shit was gonna when Fifty came out, man, I thought that was it was over. Well, I mean, let's talk about legacies. If you're talking about NWA, Aftermath, Eminem, Fifty, and everything else, I mean, bro, you can't compare it to anything else. There's nothing. I mean, even with Kendrick Lamar, you're talking about the most successful in in hip hop ever, even over than Drake and all of them. You know, what I'm saying it's a different type of what these guys did and what the eras they ran. They just Dre's kind of like once he got his 100 mil, or I'm sorry, once he got like his 800 mil off of beats or 600 mil off beats, you know, he's kind of like, he's just, he's so fucking rich. I don't think, you know, it's a different thing, but I don't ever regret, you know, the cho- the, the choices I made. I had some fallbacks here and there. It made me who I am today. And, and uh, you know, fuck it, dog. I, I love my life and, and um, I'm good, bro. So. Damn, brother. That shit's dope. Hey, man, I really, again, listen, man, that's the end of the interview, man. I, I really appreciate, uh, I appreciate your time, dog. Only oh, for real, man. I, I appreciate you, man. You have no idea, man. And uh, I want you to stay safe, man. Yo, Miles, man. Let me get a little music, man. Hit these people off with that Lakey Lake. Yo, so that, uh, I'm still tripping on that home invasion story. It shit got me fucked up. Like, I couldn't imagine being beaten in the shit and watching my chick get raped. Like, fuck. I'd feel like my life had one purpose only after that point, and that's to bring out the Korean Liam Neeson in me and find that man. Like, you ever watch that movie Alpha Dog? And you see, uh, homie Ben Foster, how he plays fucking, uh, Peter Paul Mazursky where the fuck he plays and he, he goes to that party and he just starts shit with everyone looking for Johnny True Love and he just goes fucking aggro ape shit like that's the kind of I would but I would even go even crazier <laughs> yo man no disrespect to Omi I just fuck man it just haunted me and fuck man on some real shit we gotta stay positive keep it pushing Omi is living an amazing life now and if anything I want you guys to learn from how to turn tragedy into triumph because that's exactly what my man Omar did Kind of back to COVID a little bit, right? But obviously, you see, I, I've chilled out on it big time, right? Um, Wuhan, China is back in business. I don't fucking, you know, the place that founded the coronavirus is where it was born. Um, the city is open. People are ecstatic. You know, cars and shit are driving all around. My thing is this. 
I know I said we got to be positive, but check game, man. We got to be real too, okay? There's no vaccine. So, I mean, look, I think an outbreak is bound to happen. Um, I think it's going to happen in Japan too. Um, Korea, I don't know, man. But I think Japan, I think could be an outbreak soon unless Japan starts getting their shit together because they haven't really been testing. It's kind of a weird situation. But they are very hygienic over there. It's kind of, it's, it's a different story. But look, man, with, with Wuhan and mainland China, I don't know if it's going to happen before summer or if it's going to happen later in the year, but it, there is going to be another outbreak and it's going to suck, all right? I think had we handled this like South Korea did and how New Zealand did, man, we would have lessened the suffering you know, with not just deaths and, and infection, but with our economy. And we could have had COVID-19 by the balls by now, all right? We could have treated it like the flu and just been on some super cycle shit about who we let into the country. You know, when I think about it, if we knew about this shit in November, we could have fucking locked the motherfucking place down January 1st and been done with this shit by mid-March. And right now on this podcast, we'd be talking about me going fucking interviewing Ben Simmons or someone else to have, you know, on the pod or whatever that was, that was booked and all this other shit and back to business and motherfuckers getting their jobs. I would help motherfuckers out. I'd be giving money out and doing whatever I could to help. But um, you know what, man? I just thought about this. Had we got on this shit in January and we found out about, you know, we knew about it in November. Yo, man, Kobe might be alive right now. Is that fucking crazy? But no, you know what? Our government sucks, right? They didn't fucking do what we're supposed to do. Speaking of sucky government, I posted a picture the other day of President Xi in the Salt Bay pose with Xi dropping droplets off his little, you know, his little elbow and shit like Salt Bay does of the coronavirus instead of salt. And motherfuckers lost their mind. They didn't like my 5G. I have homies. My boy Tracy Mills, who was on the show, super OG, is trying to tell me that 5G. He's really believing this 5G thing. And it's, fuck, man. I'm not going to get into it, man. It's, look, bro. 5G is in a lot of places. Okay. Coronavirus is in 184 countries. Let me tell y'all something. Even if 5G isn't in five countries, it, it, let's say it's in 30, it's not in 184 countries, okay? So I'm not going to elaborate on it. I'm not going to entertain it. Y'all motherfuckers, just y'all got to chill, right? Y'all on some flat earth shit, okay? But back to the the picture of President Xi in the Salt Bay pose with the virus sprinkling out of his fucking hands. I had every single, every, every single Chinese celebrity from actor to singer to rapper under the age 35, hit my DM, hit me on a text, call me, they WhatsApp me, they fucking WeChat me. Listen, I even got into it with a rapper from the group, the Higher Brothers. It's a real popular Chinese rap group. They're really like a big hip hop group in China, right? Dude came at me sideways. He called me a banana bitch boy or some shit. I don't know if that's some Chinese shit. He came left he didn't go right unless he just kept going left, right? If he went to left, right, I would have to fly to, to, to mainland and whoop dude's ass, right? So before I explain my post to dude and explain myself to dude, I said, check this out. I even sent dude a voice note because I wasn't about to type no shit. I said, homeboy, I don't know how good your English is. I know you've shopped at IF and Co. He called my jewelry shitty and all this other bullshit. I said, listen, dog, check this out. Listen to me carefully. The next time you or anyone from your 88 Rising record label, including Rich Brian, you know, a.k.a. Rich Chigger, anyone from your crew, and I know you got crew here in USA, anytime you motherfuckers enter America, I will have you fucked up. 
I will have you fucked around and robbed, homie. Don't play with me. You must be out of your motherfucking mind, bro. I will slap the orange chicken out of you. Anyways, um, the point of my post was, and we squashed it. Dude was like, yo, love is love, blah, 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 whatever. And it was all good. I just, man, I think motherfucker got me really confused. He got me mixed up with someone else in China where they had a government with the coverage. Shit. Listen, bro, we got guns over here. We got stupid shit. We got motherfuckers ready to risk it, do different things. It's just, it's, man, bro, again, man, I'm not responsible for what you understand. I'm only responsible for what the fuck I say. If that didn't make sense to you, then you shouldn't be listening to this podcast, okay? But look, I don't fuck with the CCP. CCP stands for Chinese Communist Party, which she is the chairman of, okay? None of these people who messaged me are from the CCP. In fact, nobody I have ever met from China, no matter what background, okay? No matter what fucking um, status they're in, okay? What class, since the fucking 80s, has any of the motherfucking Chinese people I know back to CCP, okay? Now, I get it. You Chinese nationalists are very proud to be Chinese. You're proud of your country. Look, I got love for you and China, but I don't fuck with your government. I don't fuck with the CCP, okay? If anybody said fuck Donald Trump from outside the United States of America, I wouldn't take it personal. I wouldn't even think you guys were against us, okay? Because Dick Stain Donald Trump is the dumbest fucking idiot to ever hold office in our country. Which, by the way, that drug that Trump keeps fucking pushing, that hydroxychloroquine. Look, man. Yeah, it didn't take much to fucking find out that Trump owns a stake in the stock of the pharmaceutical company that makes that drug. So go figure. Trump. Fucking scumbag cocksucker. Okay. Back to all the mad Chinese kids on social media. Look. I said what I said, but damn, these dudes was blowing up my WeChat and my Weibo like, bro, like, y'all got to fucking chill, all right? I get it, man. Y'all are proud, okay? I know there's a lot of racism, a lot of xenophobia going on. I know Asians are getting attacked here and there, and you get them, but look, how the fuck is y'all going to get mad in China about what the fuck's going on over here? And I get it. Y'all got, y'all passionate. You understand. You don't want to see old Chinese people get beat up or women get acid poured on their heads and people want to speak on it. Look, man, the shit is so fucking stupid. One, why the motherfucker are you fighting? I know that lady was just coming out of her house and some random shit people are getting attacked and there's some weird shit. Look, man, motherfuckers are going to get killed off this shit and I don't give a fuck. It's going to be ugly, man. It's just ignorance. I don't know how much I can speak on the ignorance, but <sighs> I need to get into some fucking yoga and some meditation. I... Look, man, fuck them IG exercise or the motherfucking, I see Yes Jules and my girl Ami Song are doing these little workout shits on Instagram. Like, man, one of you motherfuckers getting some yoga shit because I need to get my meditation. I need to do some yoga for real. What else is going on in the world? Um, oh, yeah, J-Lo is bummed out that her wedding plans will be delayed now and they'll be postponed due to COVID-19. Well, check this out, Jenny. You've been married like four times. So you and A-Rod can, can wait a little bit more, okay? Or you can hit the Little White Chapel in Vegas or some shit, but it, it ain't that deep, all right? <laughs> you know whose wedding got delayed and whose wedding is getting postponed? Huh? Jordan Winter. Yep, 
Jordan Winter, a.k.a. one half of the Dust Brothers. And we had an epic weekend of debauchery planned next month in Miami. But uh, that's not going to happen, I guess, right? Which, fuck, man. I could definitely use some Miami right now. But they got motherfuckers over there flaming right now. I mean, that's a hot spot over there with the COVID. They, they cooking over there. Um, so I downloaded this app called True Bill. And it keeps tabs on all your bills for real. Like, you know, you basically give access to your check. It's it's secure. Give If I give access to my banking accounts, you don't think you motherfuckers could? And I'm not talking shit. I'm just being real. But it keeps track of all your bills. You can, you know, you give them access to your credit cards, all your online credit card apps, your, your checking account, boom. And you can have it help you cut down your bills. Um, and like, it, it'll show you like what your monthly spending is. You know, if you have too many, you, you might subscribe to too many monthly things and be like, yo man, you can cut this shit out here. And you could just do it with the app. You know, um, it's super cheap. Like, you could choose between like two or three dollars or five dollars, six dollars. It's kind of like, I don't know, it's like it's a weird community app, but it's dope. And they have people out there, I guess they have like people who negotiate a bill for you. Like they think that your serious subscription is too high. They'll actually sit and talk to serious at this point and try to get the shit down because they even hit me up. They're like, you think that uh, we think that your serious subscription um, for Sirius XM radio is too high. And like, look, man, I got six cars, right? And it is kind of high because there should be some sort of Apple Music way of paying, right? Apple Music is $9.99 a month, and you get it across all your iOS devices. So the shit should work with Sirius 2. should be available online. It should be available on a mini player if you have one. It should be available on all your cars. You shouldn't have six individual fucking bills for fucking one thing. It's stupid. It's like 20 25 bucks a car, which is bullshit. Anyways, this app took quite a bit of my time yesterday, and I said, fuck this. Look, man, I, you know what? I'm going to fucking organize all my shit. Let me buckle down my bills and start trimming some fat. Um, I began with cutting out all my premium channels on DirecTV. My DirecTV bill was like fucking 380 something or 400 bucks a month. I was like, what the fuck is going on here? I got that shit down to like 120 And uh, I don't watch HBO. I don't watch any of the motherfucking premium channel. I don't watch none of that shit. If I want to watch HBO or Stars for like a TV series or something, I could just do it for that month on Amazon Prime, and it's way cheaper. I could just cancel so much easier, right? I had six lines, six fucking cell phone lines because my kids and shit, and I have tablets, iPads and stuff. And, you know, T-Mobile sponsors, but they only sponsor two lines. It's me and my wife, right? So I cut my kids' phones out. They had three, all, all three of them had their own accounts, and they could just use Wi-Fi because they ain't going no motherfucking where, right? I took my tablet out. Then I cut some other shit, and no bullshit, I cut out almost $20,000, in monthly bills, 20 fucking grand in monthly, man, my bills were fucking crazy, okay, and for my employees who I'm paying today, today, right, right now, I'm paying my employees between 50 to 100% of their actual paycheck when 90%, 95% aren't even working, okay, I'm just paying these people to stay home, all right, and I'm talking about mostly like the people who work in my home, okay, but I'm going to extend that to June, and then I'm going to make a decision, because look, man, it sucks, but I mean, it's just something I have to do, I can't just keep paying motherfuckers to stay home, you know, and, and, and shit's bad everywhere, and the fact that they're still getting paid, and I don't know, I'll figure something out, because I can't bring somebody who lives in a house with five other people, and all five people go working here and there, I cannot bring 
coronavirus into my house. If the curve really goes down, things go out, you know, with my son, London, that's the most important thing. Maybe I, you know, provide N95 masks for my housekeeper, nanny, whatever the fuck it is. I don't know. But what I do know is I am so fucking grateful to live the way I do. And just, you know, I was just giving away money to these companies. And, um, I, you know, I got rid of a couple cars. I'm just staying home. So what the fuck do I need all this shit for, right? I've just, I'm already saving a ton of money by staying home. So like, I was like, fuck this. Let me save some more because like, I ain't about, you know, who knows when the fuck my next income you know, or where my next real money is going to come from, right? And by the way, that wasn't an ad for that fucking app. I, I just fucking saw a commercial. I don't know if it was on Instagram, if it was on fucking TV, and I just fucking downloaded it. And I have a CPA. Shout out to my boy Suleiman. Suleiman holds me down, but I am the kind of person that is very hands-on. I, you know, I'm a control freak. I always want to know where I stand financially. I'm involved with every dollar. I, I just, I don't know, man. I, I just, I'm thinking right now, just sidebar. Sometimes I have people who send me a payment and it's like, I'm talking like 200 bands. And these are people who get, you know, who, who live in a $10 million house and, and then the, the money ain't there. I'm like, oh, I got to move some money around. I got to do this and this. And it's like, motherfucker, you don't pay attention to what's inside your accounts. Like I just, I could never let, like I see 2000 missing. I'm, I'm checking for it, period. I just, you know, I always will. In other news, I was listening to bits and pieces of Tom Brady's interview um, on the Howard Stern show. And uh, I caught it on on an IG channel, and then I decided to go on YouTube. But um, I don't know if most of you guys know this, but I can't stand Tom Brady. Like fuck Tom Brady, right? In fact, I hate Tom Brady as much as almost as much as I hate LeBron, right? And uh, I'm not going to get into the whole Tuck rule, that whole shit, because it's a whole different time in my life. But he said his wife Giselle wasn't fucking with him, right? She like she wasn't feeling him. There was some some weird shit that was going on. I don't know how how recent. I couldn't really gauge it, but somewhat recent because they're married and this is during their marriage right and and throughout their marriage and whatever and so she was tripping on him because he was so focused on football of course this motherfucker is you know starting quarterback i will not say he's the greatest i don't give a fuck what anyone thinks i this is the one where i don't give a fuck about the comebacks or anything else i think everyone else just fuck i think the timing was right for him i won't give it to skill but he's focused on football and then when the football season ended he would go focus on his other business ventures and then when that was done, he's back to practice and then he's getting ready for football again, right? And she wasn't having it. And any married woman of the house, remember this bitch, like Giselle was a supermodel banking, making fucking stupid M's modeling. She's the biggest, crushing it. I have never been a fan of Giselle, never was. I think people were gassed on it. It, uh, well, I ain't gonna say it because she's my friend. Um, but yeah, she, Giselle's like, you know, I, I just, look, man, she was making paper. She became a housewife. You know, she became domesticated. And, you know, and uh, in a way, she like is crazy because she's so fucking famous, right? But and she's huge in her world, and her world doesn't really collab with Tom Brady's world. It's a weird thing. And Tom Brady's a Cali boy, yes, but it was just like two different weird things. And she almost took like second billing in that relationship. She fell back when his shadow kind of right, and maybe vice versa. But you know, any woman of the house that holds down the house and is strong is not going to have it, all right, even if you got paper, you know, I guess Giselle's like, yo, when are you going to contribute to your share of the house, and look, I felt that shit heavy, no lie, even though I'm the breadwinner in my home, and I provide in our home, I realize now 
how hands-on I am with the kids, daddy gang, all that shit. I was out of town last year a shitload, right? I spent 160 nights in a hotel last year, right? And when I was home, I was busy as fuck making chains. And every other moment I had, I spent as much as I could with my kids, FaceTime them. And the crazy thing is, as much as I was out of town, I probably spent more time with my kids and involved in my kids' lives than still a lot of motherfuckers I see that live at home with their kids and everything else. It's crazy. But anyways, today, now in this quarantine, I'm a fucking dad. I'm a businessman. I'm a teacher now. All right? And so is my wife. She's the teacher and the principal. It's fucking crazy. Okay? We have parent-teacher conferences in our home with each other. It's really fucking mind-blowing. All right? My kids get... They, they got four to five hours of homework every single fucking day, except Saturday and Sundays, right? And even on the weekend, some days they had to play catch up. So like, I'm spending more time with my kids now than ever. And, and it's fucking great, okay? But I'm exhausted and I'm like, I'm busy. Whereas people are like, oh, I'm bored here and there. I ain't bored. I got three fucking kids. They're going crazy in the fucking house. And it's a lot. I, I realized how much I missed out while I was out of town in certain things. And how fast my kids grow. And you never get that back ever. You will never get that back. And another thing too is a lot of people, couples, married couples, people that are together, they're fighting more. There's more domestic violence going on and there's more child abuse. And you got to remember everything you say, you're a mirror to your kids. They hear everything you fucking say. And I started realizing how fucking smart London is. He hears everything. He, you know, I might talk about death and certain things. He gets very sensitive. He gets nightmares because I talked about death or certain shit. You know, I was wearing my fuck Trump shirt the other day and Ryder was like, oh, that's a bad word on your shirt. And I was like, whoa, man, fuck, I got to be careful, you know? And another thing I realized is how much my wife does to hold down the house. She really has to fuck shit. You know, it, it drives her crazy. You know, surprised my wife hasn't gone to alcoholism, you know. And my mother-in-law helps out an amazing amount too. But like, you know, obviously right now at this moment, it's a little difficult for that. But I personally want to crack the whip a little more with cleanliness and, and the shit that your organization in the house. You know, I got this OCD, but I let it go. The man cave, I won't let it go. It's fucking pristine, spick and span. I fuck myself, you know, even though I got a motherfucking housekeeper coming in four or five days a week, they don't even do, they dust a little bit downstairs. I, I handle all mine in the man cave. But it's really tough since the kids are locked in, you know, they're quarantined here and there. We try to go on bike rides here and there. I want them to be happy. So I don't want to whoop, I don't want to whoop their ass. I don't want to spank these kids. I don't want to even yell and shit. Uh, and, and I just, I feel bad because I really want my kids to, have the best time during these shitty times. So I'm not going to complain. I have nothing to complain about. All right. I am blessed. Um, there's no, I was just checking out Rotten Tomatoes to see what new movies are coming out because I'm hyped about, you know, the movies are dropping now at home on stream. Same day they'd come out in the movie theaters and there ain't no new movies coming out that I've been checking for. Like nothing real good. If you guys hear anything coming out, I mean, I checked the, even the upcoming shit's like crazy. I checked all the way to February. It's like, this shit's like, it's motherfucking slow, bro. I don't know if they postponed shit or whatever. And I, I know some movies got postponed, but actually Top Gun, I'm looking forward to see that. There's a couple of things. I think the James Bond joint. Um, I thought it was supposed to get pushed back, but November. Bosch is coming in a week. I cannot motherfucking wait. That is the best TV show, period. Amazon Prime, cannot wait for Bosch. So fucking sad. There's only two more seasons left. This new one, and I think one more. 
you guys want that shit is man i might refresh on bosch i just bought that movie uh a kid from Coney Island, Stefan Marbury story. So I can't wait to watch that shit this weekend. Shout out to my boy Rich Kleinman, my man Kevin Durant. Um, by the way, Kevin Durant is doing much better. He's all good. I think he's clear of the fucking COVID nineteen. The entertainment of the week on Instagram came from surprisingly Tracks NYC. <laughs> he went the fuck off on my boy Ad Killer. He went fucking crazy. And now, I, I, I hate to say it, ad killer, you, you got to put hands on Max. Okay? You got, <laughs> there's no turning back. You got no choice. He didn't disrespect the fuck out of you. Um, I had both of them on my Instagram live a few days ago, and I tried to instigate some shit. I was, I was playing devil advocate. I was playing the motherfucker. I was playing each side. I was playing both sides of the fence, and I was trying to create more beef. But Trax wasn't having any. He was trying to be chill. But he went fucking crazy in this video. All right. And let me tell you something. If Trax had gone that tough with me, yeah, no, we, we wouldn't have made a peace of treaty. I, I would have went and whooped his ass. I would have went in there and fucked it up. I would have fucked his whole store. I would have went crazy. You know what I mean? Like, I love violence. So I would have been waiting outside his store and, and with, waiting for all the smoke. But no, you, me and Max are good now. You know, it's just, I just don't want him to be fucking the dude who just starts fucking going crazy and hand with fucking jewelers. I don't know. It's fucking hilarious. I wish all this COVID shit wasn't going on because I would love to fucking see Tracks NYC and Ad Killer Box. All right. Look, I got to fucking stop. That's enough. All right. Look, in fact, on, on that note, that's a fucking wrap. All right. That's episode 71, people. Look, I love you guys. I did a couple podcasts this week so make sure you look you know look look out for them i think uh well one of them's out uh part two of the jordan belfort on the wolf stand it's the wolf of wall street um that's out parts two just came out yesterday uh the green room with be real we talk about the covid shit situation and then uh hype beast yes hype beast with jeff staple the business of hype covid edition i am in that so check that out uh look man thank you all for tuning in uh the haters too you are probably a majority of the reason why Behind the Baller is now in the top 25 on Apple Podcasts. We not fucking around, yo. We we trending in the COVID space. Like I said, we whooping ass. Look, when we drop a new episode, we, we hit them charts hard. Even when we, when we sit in the cut, you know, days after the episode's been out, we I still got episodes, you know, in the top 100. Um, you haters are so fucking infatuated with me. It's crazy. It's a blessing. Thank you guys, right? Thank you, haters. Thank you, lovers. Keep your heads up, everyone, people. All right? Be safe. Wash your hands. Wash your ass. Until the weekend, wrap up. Uh, Mr. Lakey, can you please take us home? Peace. Peace.